Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. And here we search out for individuals who've had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Community, what is going on? Happy, happy Sunday. And welcome back to another glorious, glorious episode of Cafe Talk. Here is where I invite an ex-guest, a past guest, an ex-guest, who says ex-guest? A past guest, uh, a friend, a coach, an entrepreneur, anyone who is willing to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee or two or three, get totally over-caffeinated and just kind of shoot the shit, and we talk about everything from A to Z. Today is a little different. I have on a past guest, Tommy Clark, good friend and nutrition coach, Tommy Clark. He was on episode three. This is episode 50-something. I'm losing track of some of the episodes we're pumping out here. He was on episode three, and it was a very, very long time ago. And I told him, I said, actually, he was on, if you don't want to count my intro of like what this podcast was, my episode one, he's actually episode two because my intro is just like so, so wild. If you guys go back and listen to the intro, it's so funny how far we have come in such a short period of time. It's uh, it's it's quite humorous if you, if you could say that. As well, I went back and listened to it, and I kind of cracked up myself. So please go back and try to like listen to those earlier ones because we've definitely taken a different route, path, or journey since the very first episode. And that's the whole point behind this this thing is to grow, to grow, to grow, to perform that be better one percent every single day, and to inspire everybody through growth and happiness and love and just being a better empathetic human being in this world today. So speaking of being a good, empathetic human being, my guy, Tommy Clark, and I break down the newest tweet by, Le- by professional basketball player LeBron James's trainer who says and came out on Twitter and talked about what he feeds LeBron after a game. And we break down the tweet because we do this because it's our duty to challenge these things in the nutrition and fitness space that we we, de- we defend on a daily basis. So the things that he said may work. Obviously, they do because this guy's been LeBron's trainer for up teen years. These things work for him. We are very individualized, specific in our nutrition and our fitness per person. We are snowflakes. Each one of us is different, okay? And this is the thing that works for LeBron James. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring Tommy on because Tommy's an ex-hooper. He used to play for college. He used to play his whole life through high school into college. He quit doing that to pursue his career of being a nutrition coach. And he knows the ins and outs of basketball. And he works with primarily with basketball athletes because that's his realm. That's his space. That's his niche. And he loves it. And he's double and tripling down on it. So, And not to mention, the kid's pretty fucking smart. So when it comes to basketball, we talk about recovery, what it's, what's good for athletes, what's good for gen pop, meaning you, the listener, What's good for you guys after you work out and what should you be putting in your bodies? Now, like we said, I want to say this over and over and over again. These things are sports-specific or person-specific. It's very dialed in for you, for your lifestyle, what you eat, how your diet is, what you know makes you feel good, what makes you not bloat. All these things take – we put these all in a bucket and we make a perfect nutrition plan for you. So everyone's different. The reason why I brought Tommy on, another reason why I brought Tommy on is the fact that – we defend this space wholeheartedly because young hoopers, young kids, even yourself, the listener, gen pop, whoever it may be, male or female, mom or dad, grandma and grandpa, look at this tweet, read this tweet from LeBron's trainer, 
and automatically think that's what you should be doing, that's how much you should be eating, and those are the kind of things you should be eating and ingesting every single day because why not? The best basketball player in the world, LeBron James, his trainer had said so. That's why we defend this space so much because that is not going to work for anyone else in the world ever from now until the end of the existence of this world and of you. <laughs> that's only going to work for LeBron James, okay? That has been sought out. That's a, a mission by the trainer to find out what works for LeBron. That's what happens. So when people put these things out into the world, we have to take them with a gigantic grain of salt, but also us as nutrition coaches and personal trainers and fitness coaches around the world have to defend these things because a little bit of, I'm sure, people put out what they're giving their clients because it's like, you can do it too. Well, actually, it's different per person and we can't just make that big, bold statement of a claim and think everything's going to be all right. We can A, really screw with someone's hormone levels, which then can screw with your sleep and it's just a downhill spiral from there. Two, we can really injure someone who is on the rise of becoming a sports star athlete. And three, we can really hurt somebody else that if we don't know their nutrition protocols or what works for them or what doesn't hurt their stomach. And we're just going to say, do this because this trainer, this coach, this guy said so, guy or girl said so. Well, we cannot do that in the nutrition and fitness world. It doesn't work that way. And if you listen to any of my podcast, any of the other 50 some episodes that we have here, you will know that everyone I have on Every coach, every person I have on here understands that and they stay, even say it too. So if you want to hear it another million times, go back and start listening to every single one of these episodes because we always say this thing is so specific per person that you cannot share it with anybody else. That's why we have such a hard time when you know Karen down the street is selling her detox tea, telling you that you need to reset your body with this fucking cleanse or this fast because we have to reset our bodies. Now, this is audio right now and I'm putting my fingers in the air and you know, quote unquote, reset. You guys never, ever, ever have to say that sentence ever again in your life. And if Karen down the street is saying reset, run the other fucking way as fast as you possibly can because you cannot listen to that and your body doesn't need a reset, not to mention your body can't fucking reset. It's very, very silly, and these are the diets and the wannabe nutrition protocols that my friend Tommy and I talk about in this episode and what we defend all the time, um, or sorry, that we go to bat with all the time because these people are fucking wrong, and I, I, I can't speak for Tommy, but I wholeheartedly know that I will never let that happen to anyone that I'm close with who asks me questions about that. Or if you, the listener, wants to ask me a question, you guys, give me an email, everydayanthonyj at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM, and I guarantee in my bio, you can probably find my personal phone number. Shoot me a text. I don't care. I don't care. If you're creepy, I'll just block your number. It's really not that hard of a deal. But my own personal number is in there. But shoot me an email as well. If you guys have any and all questions about nutrition, we are here as coaches to help you out and to help you get to your goals and achieve those goals and become 1% better and promote growth in your life every single day. And guess what? If you're looking for the fast track and someone down the street said, you can lose all this weight or you can be better in 30 days, run the other way. And I guarantee you, I can get you on the fast track to that goal to have a better lifestyle, the fastest way you've ever seen. And guess what? The fastest way is the right way. 
and coming to a coach with problems of what's going on with you and your goals is the one shortcut you do want to take. So guys, thank you so much for being here on this beautiful, wonderful Sunday. Hopefully you grab the cup of coffee, two or three, grab a pen, grab a paper, and start taking notes because my man T. Clark is about to throw it down, guys. So happy Sunday. Thank you for listening to a new episode of Coffee Talk. Like always, guys, peace and love. Till next time. Mr. Tommy Clark is on the show. Welcome, bro, to Coffee Talk. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, on the subject of Coffee Talk, like I was telling you before we started recording, got my second cup of cold brew right here. I was, I'm slightly less addicted to it now, but I had to go with two cups today to make sure I was on point for, for the show. But dude, I, I appreciate you having me on. Oh man, thank you for your time and your energy, man. As you can see, community, if you're watching on YouTube, this is not my normal background. We are currently, didn't talk to you about this, Tommy, off air. We are currently moving this weekend and there's boxes fucking everywhere. (laughs) It's like, I'm in my room in a corner. I'm like in this little corner hub right now. I had to clean out this entire room. And uh, yeah, that's what we have going on, man. So we're not happy with that. So here's the kicker of that fucking thing. We're packing, we're moving across the hallway, down the hallway, to a smaller place. Our place is getting renovated. We're moving right back in next month. So we're going to live out of boxes oh, for like 30 days. Yeah. Got you. Got you. What's going on Sounds in your neck fun. of the woods, man? How are you doing? Been good. Just living the, uh, living the quarantine life right. over in LA. So things are still pretty messy over here. And then like we're talking about off air with this whole situation, it's just like, you don't even know what to believe at this point. So just been uh, playing it safe, staying home, working on content with my clients, uh, podcasts, YouTube videos, all, all the good stuff. So been making a good use of the time, but right. still definitely, uh, definitely interesting being, being stuck at home. Do you feel like you were going to be on, uh, so if the coin said you're going to come out of, you're almost out of it now, but on one side of the coin being, you're going to come out of this worse, or you're going to come out of it better. Have you learned, have you learned some lessons and some skill work and some mindset stuff to come out of this? Like, I'm glad I took the time to really hammer that over the last 11 to 12 weeks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, being in quarantine, I tend to be more introverted anyway. So like, at first, it was amazing. Like this is like, honestly, a dream for me to be able to sit at home and work on content all day and uh, work on stuff with my clients and networking and podcasting and uh, all the other stuff I have going on. I think at this point, like a couple months into it, I'm kind of ready to get back out into the world. But overall, I think it was actually a very good thing for me. I, I feel like I definitely did make the best of it. What is open by you guys? Cause I know we are in our fourth phase, I think out of five starting tomorrow in Chicago. And uh, that means that everything can and will be open for a 50% capacity to like your allotted square footage of each building. And, but we still have like, have to walk into grocery yeah. stores with masks on and shit like that. So what is it like by you guys? What's open and what's not open? Honestly, I couldn't tell you 100%. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but I think everything is relative. I think it's pretty close to being like completely open again. Um, I know gyms started to reopen. I think restaurants are open to some extent. I don't know what the capacity rules are, but things are starting to reopen up. It's just kind of sketchy because now that cases are starting to rise again, especially in California and a couple of other states, like it's hard to tell, like, should I actually go outside? Should I just play it safe? If you don't really know. So things are starting to open up, but it's still a little bit of a weird situation over here. Yeah. Just like the feeling of weirdness, you know, like wherever you go, it's like, everyone's kind of like giving you the evil eye, like, Oh yeah. Even just walking outside. 
You're yeah. just walking outside. You have to like dodge. Like you see, you see someone coming from like down the street and you move to the other side on purpose. Yep. To, like, a, like it's just, it's so weird. Yeah. It's definitely a scary time. I'm definitely, you know, I'm ready to be able to start, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands, you know, like I think that <laughs> I timed that purpose. I just had that image yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what was that movie with like Will Ferrell when he like runs for office or something? And he like, for president. <laughs> Remember that movie with Will Ferrell when he like punches the baby in the face? Have you, you know what I'm talking about or no? Was the movie where like, like when the, what's the movie called? I, I, I don't know. know. They're like running for oh, office yeah, or something. I know, I know what you're talking about. I know I don't know what it's called, but I do remember seeing. I, th- I don't know if I saw the whole movie, but I do remember seeing that. Oh, it's so stupid! It's so stupid, but it's great. He punches a baby right in the face, and I think that's the best thing in the world. So, I'm kissing babies though, people. I'm kissing. And babies. there goes half of your subscribers. I <laughs> uh, just shake them. Oh, uh, so anyway, how's the? <laughs> How's business going, man? Done with school right now? Are you on break? Are you still doing some summer school stuff? Or what's really, what, what are you going for now, man? Have you stuck with something? Or are you going to school for another 10 years? Uh, hopefully not 10 years. I, I'm definitely not, if, I, if that happens, God help me. But, God help me. Um, You'll be kicked out I, of for that. <laughs> I'm, on, uh, I'm on summer break right now. So I was debating taking some summer classes. But I think just with how last quarter went, it was definitely a, a lot. And just in general, quarter system is is pretty brutal. So okay. I think the the break right now is much needed. And uh, to be honest, it's not much of a break. It's just a break from school stuff. Because then whenever I don't have school stuff, I go really heavy on like the content creation and business side of things. But with the, with that side of things, everything's going really well. Um, the content is what I love to do. So I've been going really hard with the YouTube channel. Been seeing that grow the past couple of months since I started that side of things the podcast been doing that pretty consistently. Um, I've been doing that. I think damn, it's been almost, I think it has been a year and a half now, which is pretty crazy. What episode are you on the podcast? Are you in the 400s yet? No, no. I, I just dropped episode 184. Oh, okay. On, okay. On Wednesday. So yeah, it's, it's get it's getting up there. I was doing daily episodes for a little bit. So that like ran the numbers up pretty quickly in terms of episode numbers, but right now I'm doing three times a week. So it's um it's getting up there uh, and then the youtube channel started that about three months ago so i've just been grinding gets trying to get that off the ground and then just instagram all the social medias dabbled in tiktok a little bit i i i feel like dude, tiktok is just like bad so bad for your mental health man <laughs> there's a there's a reason why tiktok has a one hour warning on their on their own app like every time on- i go on there i just get sucked down this rabbit hole and then like yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. But overall, to answer your question, it's been doing a lot of content. And then with my clients, working with some NBA G League guys, some overseas guys, got a few D1 recruits, D1 players. Can't really name them because of the whole NCAA bullshit. But i um, been working with a lot of basketball. My main focus right now is basketball players. So been really going hard in that field. And uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, when did you, you pivoted? To. You pivoted quite a long, I guess not a really long time ago, but you know, within the last six or seven months, you pivoted straight to basketball, right? What made you want to switch into that, man? Out of nowhere, I started watching your content and I'm like, there's a lot of basketball content. And I'm like, oh, he totally yeah. pivoted into basketball. Yeah. So overall, I, um, I made the pivot into mainly just athletes. I think last year around October-ish, so I was working with a, a boot camp and then got kind of screwed over by them. And that kind of um, led to that pivot just because I had already wanted to primarily work with athletes anyway. Like when I first got into this, I used to play basketball in college. So I'm an athlete myself, 
Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and give a a, a quick 30 second cliff note of who you are. Tommy hasn't been on the podcast. Tommy, you were number three on my podcast, which actually means number two. If you don't count my my introduction, my introduction is number one. So you're actually number two. So um, Tommy, uh, community, Tommy has been on the podcast when we first started in episode three. But Tommy, give the cliff notes of who you are, what you're doing and what you're actually going for now. Oh, yeah. So just a quick, real quick backstory of mine. I used to play basketball through high school, college, played at the D3 level a, a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Like I wasn't like some D1 superstar or anything, but played at the college level and at, in the college level quickly realized I'm not really genetically gifted in terms of athleticism. Like I was the white dude that stood in the corner and shot threes. So had to figure something out at that level to kind of help me uh, get the edge and set myself apart just because I wasn't going to do that in terms of like my raw athleticism or like natural talent. And I was already in the gym for like six, seven days a week, training my ass off. And I was wondering, okay, what else could I do? And then that's where nutrition came into the picture. Ultimately really screwed up my diet when I first started it because I did the paleo diet in the middle of my college basketball season and ended up losing like 25 pounds, which was not a good look, but started to figure out, okay, how to do things the right way, counting calories, like energy balance, all the basic stuff that really works. And from there, started coaching other people and ultimately stopped playing college basketball to focus on building my coaching business. And then throughout the evolution of my coaching business, first started off like anyone and everyone, general population, like soccer moms, basketball players, everyone in between, and quickly realized that I really enjoy working with athletes, probably because I was one. And then to answer your question previously, I made that pivot to just athletes really around October of last year. This was the whole, cause I was working with a boot camp and a lot of general population people. And then stuff kind of just went sideways with that. And at the time it was kind of screwed up, but it really was a huge blessing in disguise because that kind of right. catalyzed the, uh, the pivot into athletes. And then more recently, I just found that in terms of marketing and um, social media and, and content creation, I was getting a lot more response and a lot more engagement and a lot more um, just connection when I was just talking about basketball, probably because I play basketball. So I speak their language. I I understand what they're going through. Um, So then that led me to really just go hard in the, in the basketball field. Now I work with a bunch of other athletes too. Like I have some football players, triathletes, you name it. But a lot of my content is geared towards basketball players just because I feel like the narrow messaging has really helped me to like establish myself in that space and really start to see some cool growth over the past couple of months. Yeah, man. I think, I think it's a great pivot for you. And I think it's a great change. It's like, we have, you know, that inside scoop, you did it, you know, you know how to, how it feels, you know, how it should feel yeah. when you're on and off the court, you know, what the recovery should feel like, you know, you can ask, you know, uh, basketball players, male and female, like, tell me exactly how you feel because you, you felt it. And you'll, you'll be able to pick up on it like no problem. I think it's a, that's a huge move, man. I think you, it's like, man, just starting the business a couple of years ago, you met, you met, you, can you count how many fucking moves you've had? Like, seriously, man, like from walking away from bad, yeah. I still remember that like yesterday, man, like you said that, <laughs> like I stopped playing basketball to do my nutrition coaching. I'm like, I remember when that happened, dude, I was like, fuck yeah, Tommy. Woo. You know, like, I yeah, think it's pretty crazy. It's been, it's been, it's been almost two years since that. It's been over two years since I started coaching. Uh, which is just absurd to me. I mean, I'm, I'm 20. So the fact that it's been two years since I started, this is, it's like, well, like a 10th of my life, which is kind of absurd to think about, but yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride for sure. 
Yeah, and it's great. And community, you guys probably don't know this. And like now, Tommy and I, we we text and DM or whatever and bullshit here and there. But getting on a podcast is like, it's the only way I can get this dude to come talk to me, man. I don't know what it is. I have to fix my face or something with this jerk. But <laughs> the thing is, is like we started at the same time and we still have that core group of friends who are still doing it. And we haven't lost interest and yeah. or we've kept the lights on in our house, which is an amazing thing. And I think, you know, community, if you don't know, like this is the core group. Like I've had every single one of the core coaches on my podcast at least once or twice. I think everybody in the core group at least twice. And uh, we've created some mad impact, but we're still doing it, man. Like we're still doing it. I think that's the craziest thing in sure. the world, man. It's almost like it's 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 getting more and more obsessive i swear the more we do it like it's just like it's just more it's like the matrix right plug me the fuck back in man like that's exactly how it is right yeah so you staying hydrated yeah i saw your tweet this morning man <laughs> i was like it's i've really- been in i've been in a chronic state of dehydration really? for the past two weeks and you, you don't realize it oh no it's like you but it catches up to you quick dude, and you try to like man but i've been eating all my i've been eating all my calories i don't know what's going on i'm why getting do I sleep feel like crap why do i yeah why am i so fucking tired and you're like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah i get it like you go work yeah you do one hard workout you'll understand if you're dehydrated or not like you know what i'm saying but uh and community week, one of the main like i was telling you before oh sorry i think no you, no no you go, go, go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah i started this series on my youtube channel like kind of me documenting my progress i'm trying to get back into basketball shape so like i said i used to play college basketball and i'm, I'm in shape like i'm healthy but I, I wouldn't say i'm in like basketball shape so um I, I was starting to do that and forgot how intense workouts are mm. and within like two days probably overtrained myself yeah so woke up today feeling like i got hit by a truck but um it it, it was uh it was interesting and on the subject of dehydration definitely not drinking enough water so you'll tell really quick when you start running up and down the fucking court oh yeah <laughs> 30 minutes into a workout you're grabbing your knees you're like what the fuck i used to do this for hours yeah. a day not even that i was doing <laughs> ball handling on my driveway like i haven't even been on a court like, i i don't even want to think about what's gonna happen there but oh. you know little by little get back in shape the goal is just not to get injured knock on where's some wood oh man yeah nah you're too young to get injured yeah. you're done you're done just don't don't be doing crazy shit, man. Just don't be picking up. Like, yeah. Don't be doing a pickup game with some people down the street that you don't even know, you know, God, <laughs> that's how we get in trouble. But uh, sure. speaking of basketball community, I have one thing I want to touch on and it is a yeah. recent tweet from, is it a, it's not a nutrition coach. Is it his LeBron James's? Is it his, um, nu- yeah. Nutrition guy for the last like 10 years or something. Yeah. It was, it was his trainer and, and, the quote from him came from a podcast he did with Tim Ferriss, I believe. Okay. Um, and it was talking about like his, his post-workout or his post-game nutrition. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get into this, but there, there was some pretty questionable stuff in, in the quote. And then I, I forget how long ago the actual interview was, but the tweet, someone tweeted that quote and it was going around Twitter and Instagram. I think Alan Aragon posted it on his Instagram last week. Too. Ooh, Alan Aragon and, got a hold of it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So there, it, it, there was some, there was a lot of, it was under fire last week from like a bunch yeah. of sports dietitians and like people who actually know what they're talking about when it comes to nutrition. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was definitely an interesting situation for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm just going to read it off really quick. Um, Right after oh game, I like to try to go oh, like your seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I want to talk about this, obviously, is because community Tommy is the basketball man. But in all fairness, this is nutrition we're talking about. So there oh, is yeah. kind of like an umbrella of 
reading something like this and right away we're like what the fuck did you just say like you're doing what to a basketball player so right after a game i try to go light with it i don't give him a head i don't give him a heavy whey protein because his body is in recovery phase right and need and it needs to absorb everything that he can everything clean like we just mentioned so i try to give him a plant-based protein powder with an almond milk or something like that with some fruits and just clean calories just give him a clean calories because the first 30 minutes after activity, after a game, after a practice, et cetera, the body's like a sponge and it's going to absorb whatever you give it. So I just, can't, I'm just, I can't do this without laughing. So I just, so I just try to stay clean, stay away from animal products for the first hour after a high calorie competition. So whew, I can breathe now after I get that out. All right, so the, the, the word clean was tossed around a couple of times. I was, I was, I was going to make a joke in my body and I'm making this joke. Cause I mean, like, I don't, a lot of the people I've watched are younger, but just play a drinking game. Like every time you say clean, say, every time you say clean, take a shot. Oh my Lord. It'd be a great game. You're wasted. <laughs> so I just, I just want to pick that apart really quick and bring up the word clean um, to begin with. Um, the reason yeah. why I want to kind of dive into this is just the fact that when young adults or young athletes read something like this, you know, even gen pop positions, we tend to go towards people who have a platform to speak on that are popular people that have big followings because they must know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Especially if you are a trainer or a coach or nutrition coach to a all-star basketball, football, baseball player, the best athlete on the planet, planet, you would think it would be a little different than this. Now with a grain of salt, this probably works for him and he probably enjoys it. It probably makes him feel good. I get it. Let's take that completely off the table because this thing called nutrition and fitness is one, you know, it's, it's specific per person. Everyone's a fucking snowflake. Everybody is fucking different. So, but the word clean, I would just like to clean that up for every single person who wants to listen to that. Because when you look at foods like that and you look at foods are good or bad, or you can have, or can't have Tommy, you and I both know that is just detrimental down that fucking rabbit hole of eat this, not that. So please explain why he's saying clean all the time and why you shouldn't really look at foods as good and bad. Yeah. So I think before I get into that, mm-hmm. I really, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the idea of like, okay, this might work for him, but it's not going to work for everyone else. Because I mean, I, what, like I was telling you before we started recording, I did a YouTube video literally on this, on this quote. So if you guys want to see that, it's on my channel, but I, in that video, I really highlighted like the main, the main issue with this is just the communication of everything. Like a lot of the stuff he says just does not make much sense, but if you do a little bit of digging deeper, I found some other stuff on LeBron's diet. And overall, like the dude's diet is probably fine. Like on the subject of post-workout nutrition, I found something saying, okay, okay. He has this shake or whatever, but then he gets a meal in an hour later. So like overall, it doesn't seem like that terrible of a strategy. It's just the communication that is just, terrible in this quote and in any other interview this trainer has done in, that I saw. Um, and then on the topic of like the whole issue with calling foods clean, not clean, there really is no such thing as clean calories, like a calorie is a calorie. Obviously some foods are more nutrient dense, some foods aren't. Now with basketball players specifically and high performing athletes, whether you're a CrossFitter, whether you're a basketball player, whether you're a football player, I don't care your energy demands are going to be higher. So if we're saying eat clean, typically when people think clean foods, they think whole unprocessed foods, which again, aren't bad. You should be including those in your diet, but they can lead to an underconsumption of calories because they're more satiating, they're higher fiber, they're less calorie dense. And again, that could be good for someone trying to lose body fat and stay and get lean. 
be in a calorie deficit, but for an athlete after a game, you need to get calories in, you need to refuel. And just in general, you need to eat a lot of calories on a daily basis. So the messaging there can lead to some behaviors that we don't really want right. as an athlete looking to really perform at the highest level. Yeah, 100%. And like the basic rule of thumb for any athlete that's kind of out there, or any just gen pop person at all, we can kind of say like, if someone like me who doesn't play basketball just goes to the gym, whatever, like the basic rule of thumb can be two to one carbs to protein ratio, I think is a great place yeah. for everyone to start. Now, obviously, the more demand and physical stress and cortisol on the body, it could be a little higher. Now I say two to one, 50 to 25, you know, 60 carbs to 30 protein, like take that any way you want. And I think that's a really great way just to kind of shoot at it. You know what I'm saying? Like two to one, right when you get done. Reason being is because your cortisol is through the fucking roof. You have that fight or flight response going on. Your body doesn't know if you're stopping or you're taking a break to go back at it again. So what do added benefits of carbs have? It slows that response down. And that's why it's so great to have in that carbs, the protein shake or whatever you have right afterwards. And like an hour or 90 minutes after have a meal. Yeah. Now we're really replacing all that lost glycogen and all that, all that energy that we just gave out. I think it's a really yeah. great thing. So when he says, I just give him a whey protein shake, you know, with some almond nice milk or something. Plant-based. Right. Yeah, plant-based. Plant-based. Plant -based. That's, that's, that's an interesting point, too. And we can think right. about that. He's uh, pretty heavily involved in a, uh, in a protein powder company, which is uh, interesting, to say the least. Oh, is he really? Is he a green company? Yeah. 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 I mean, I looked at the companies involved, and they have a whey protein option, too, so it's not like he's just peddling plant-based protein. Right. Um, but I, I think, also, it's just important for people to read between the lines. Like, it's a, it's cool if you have a supplement company. Like for example, Mike Matthews, Legion Athletics has a supplement company, but they're like super transparent and they do things the right way. So like there's there's no issue. Like just because you have a supplement company doesn't inherently make it sketchy. Right. It's just um, like not giving the right context and, and not being totally transparent. Like if you would have said that LeBron uses a plant-based protein powder or he just has a protein shake because he's not super hungry after he finishes playing, which is true for some athletes. Some athletes get- Oh, I could imagine after basketball and, too. And, and especially after a very high stress, high um, intensity event, some athletes aren't gonna stomach food. So he was like, okay, I get this protein shake in because he's not very hungry. And he, he goes plant-based because he just doesn't tolerate whey very well, which is also true for some mm -hmm. people. Um, but by all means, like if you tolerate whey, go with whey because we, we know that whey protein is more effective than plant-based protein at stimulating muscle protein synthesis, all that good stuff. So I, the main issue with this is just the context and the right. really poor communication. Yeah, uh, definitely some poor communication going on. But I think it's it's tough with these type of uh, types of tweets, you know, because people rip these things apart um, fucking, you know, through the asshole. And it's one of those things like yeah. – the only reason why I, it, okay, in this, in this business that we call nutrition coaching, whatever kind of hat you want to wear right now, because we do do a lot of things outside of just nutrition, um, mm. a lot of things. And it's, it's hard to just say, you know, we are nutrition coaches, but we have a, like a, like a, like a civic duty, man. We have a civil duty to like talk about these things when they come out, because if we don't, no one is. And that's the big thing too. It's like anyone can say, that this is how you're going to lose weight. These are the movements. This is the nutrition. This is how you lose weight. This is how you get a six pack. And these people that are doing those types of things on Instagram, where the fuck you're looking at them for actually reading into you're believing these people, like I said before, because they're on a, they're on a soapbox and you believe in them and they're famous. And that's where we have to come in and be like, listen, you're not going to get a six pack from doing fucking ab rollouts 10 times a day. It's not going to happen, yeah. especially if you're overweight. <clears throat> and I think like you always say, we can always say, well, the context, the context, the context, but 
there's too many people looking up to exactly LeBron James right now. And then they go right to the trainer. Well, if LeBron's doing it, then my 15, 16, 17 year old kid can do it. Or someone that's in D1 reads this, doesn't know any better, doesn't have a coach, goes right to doing this, what LeBron's doing. Now that could just 100% derail. That's the issue. And that can derail your future, your longevity. And if that causes you to get injured, that's it for a D1. You know, that's it for a D1. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on that too, I think it's important to like highlight, like we're not attacking the person or not even attacking like his approach. Cause I mean, like I said, even when I, I looked a little bit deeper when I was doing the YouTube video, a lot of the stuff they were doing, and it's obviously very hard. Like we don't know for sure. This is just speculation, but from what I found, it looks like overall the dude's diet is fine. Um, looks like he's eating plenty of food overall, mostly whole on processed foods, basic stuff that is probably a good idea, but little quotes like this and in interviews from like GQ magazine and men's health magazine are probably not where you should be getting your main nutrition advice. Even if it's coming from the trainer of the best athlete on the planet. And I think another thing is it's really important to understand because you're just because you're a trainer does not mean you're a nutritionist. Ooh. And I think people don't understand, especially younger athletes just kind of jumble them all into one category as like, Oh, LeBron's trainer said this about nutrition. So I'm just going to do that. And, um, it's important to make that distinction. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, staying in your lane is a huge thing. And I do believe that even like, like right now community, uh, I can, I can tell you right now that if I had three basketball players lined up that wanted to work with me right away, I would consult Tommy, 100% and probably pull them on board. And we'd probably just split it 50, 50, because I don't know the half of the basketball, any, not even a half a percentage of what you know about basketball and we could just feed off each other. So it's always good to look outside yeah. and get, cause if I don't know it, I got to find the answer from someone. So I'm going to go to the source. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. a lot of people, trainers, especially, I think we have a huge problem. And guys, if you do, 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 you do know me, I'm a personal trainer as well as a nutrition coach and I do programming. I do everything. Right. So I do it all. I am a trainer. I have the right to tell people what's going on with their nutrition. If they ask me, if you know, if that's me, I'm scoped for that practice. That is me. There's a lot of trainers that are telling people what they should and shouldn't be eating. And that's where we have the problem. And that's why we're having the conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I do believe that's like, like I said, we have, we have a duty to not just call these people out, but to just bring it to bring it into some light and really talk about these things that are going on, especially with athletes, man. So Kicking off the end of this conversation with this tweet, the body's like a sponge after a game and absorb whatever you give it. What are some of your great things for any type of athlete right now, right when they get done with their workout or a game? What do you think they should be shooting for like right away? Yeah, so I mean, on that quote, on that piece of the quote that you you just read off, um, there is some truth to the fact that your body's going to be more prone to like utilize nutrients after you're done training. Like right. you're the, your body's mechanisms to store glycogen are upregulated. That's why, that's one of the reasons why you want to get food in possibly. And when he said you should go light with it, again, that's a very individual thing. Some athletes might need to, but if you're not, if you're not nauseous, or if you can get food in, get food in, get a shake and get something in because that is a very important time. And really, really, if you wait a longer time to get carbohydrates and especially the rate of glycogen resynthesis goes down. So the sooner you can get that in, the better. But um, also, just to wrap up our discussion on, on that specific quote, the whole animal products thing, there's just literally no rationale 
behind limiting animal products specifically in the post-workout window. That just doesn't make any sense. Like that, there's nothing else to add to that. It just doesn't make any sense. There's no rationale for that. But in terms of my recommendations for after you're done training, like I said, if you can get something in as soon as possible, get something in as soon as possible. Right. If you can't, don't stress it, especially if you had a pre-workout meal. If you had a pre-workout meal, you're probably fine for half an hour, an hour, maybe even longer than that. Um, but again, if you can get something in soon after you train, get it in. There's not, you're not losing anything by getting something in very quickly. Um, and then in terms of what to get in, obviously protein, 20 to 40 grams. Um, if you do eat animal-based products, get some whey protein in or just get like some meat or chicken or yeah, whatever, right. a high quality protein source, and then get plenty of carbohydrates in. Like you said, a two to one, if you had a more intense session, maybe a three to one ratio of carbohydrates to proteins, depending on how hard you pushed yourself, um, how long the session was, if like, if you really depleted that much glycogen, especially if you just finished a game, like if you're a hooper, um, you'll want to get plenty of carbs in. And then for post-workout with fat, I wouldn't go crazy with fat, but I wouldn't really stress as much about limiting it as you would in a pre-workout meal, especially if that's your only training session for the day. If you have that post-workout meal, then you have to train later, like within two, three hours, I would probably limit your fat intake just to avoid any like digestive discomfort and stuff right. like that. Same thing with fiber. If it's your only session of the day, get some veggies and fruit and it doesn't really matter. Like you're not going to hinder recovery uh, or anything by getting excess fiber or not excess fiber, but um, fiber in with that post-workout meal. If you have a training session very quickly and you, it's a quick turnaround time and you have two a days, then you might want to limit fiber um, in that initial post-workout meal because that initial post-workout meal is pretty much just your pre-workout meal for the next workout so yeah that right. would be my my general recommendation as far as what to get in and then obviously replacing any lost fluids um so yeah. i believe it's like for every pound lost and you should drink like 16 to 24 fluid ounces i believe that's the recommendation there so if you're trying to get super exact weigh yourself and actually calculate yeah. that pop on um, scale man. but in general just um make sure you're drinking plenty of water as well yeah, for sure. And anyone that goes to the, the, the gym or goes to CrossFit or is a hooper or plays football or anything, like if you really want to know where your water's at, weigh yourself before you put you go out onto the court or go onto the field, yeah. come off and weigh yourself again. That gets it gives you the exact amount of water that you've lost in that day, which is super, super important to know. And if you're yeah. not tracking that, you need to start tracking fluids because that is a make or break type of fucking thing right there. I mean, it can hinder yeah. your sleep. It can hinder your next day and everything that you do today hinders tomorrow. Just remember that guys. That's why we always say like the post and the post post meals are so important for anyone for even gen yeah. pop. It's like the one time you're allowed to eat all that, all those calories within those couple of hours, like really throughout the day, like to feel great, have a great pre, you know, pre meal before you go work out afterwards, man, you have like a four hour window to like really consume what your body really needs to recover, to get back into the gym or get back on the court of the field the next day and, or have a good night's sleep, man. Like that's what we say too. It's like those one things we always ask you like, man, I just, I haven't been sleeping a good blah, blah. blah. And it's like, let's talk about the food really quick. When do you stop eating? Well, I stopped eating at like 5 PM. It's like, cool. So let's talk about that really quick. <laughs> like let's get some carbs yeah. in, man. Let's get some carbs yeah. in before bed. It'll probably do you a really, really yeah. good thing. So yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's one situation that's really interesting. Cause I mean, as with anything, when it comes to nutrition, super, super individualized, like for, for most people in general, like I typically recommend not eating for three hours before you go to bed. 
it's fun. that that improves your ability to, to improve sleep quality. Now, if you are very stressed or you have blood sugar issues, then getting some um, food in closer to bedtime might be beneficial, especially carbohydrates. Like if you're stressed, that could like you were talking about earlier with cortisol levels and then right. helping to manage blood sugar and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is another example of how nutrition is just so individualized. I know, man, big time too. And it's one of those things too, where I've had to really think outside the box with my clients now as well. Cause you know, I do a lot of mindset work with my clients and it's like, oh, yeah. right, right now, everything's really sketchy with the mind and we've had to really pivot. <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah, man. So like right now when people are telling me I'm not sleeping at night, it's like, we really want to recap throughout the day. And like a big thing is like, how are you feeling today? What's going on? You know, like what's really yeah. going on. And that's a huge thing too. But guess what? Having a little bit of carbohydrates, you know, not fucking in bed, you know, but I know that, you know, like let's not sit in bed with a bowl of pasta, but you know, a couple hours before let's cool it down. Let's turn off the new, you know what I'm talking about. Tommy goes pasta to bed. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy goes to bed with pasta in his bed. I've seen it before. Yes. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, that would actually help you sleep a little bit and kind of fight those stressors off throughout the night. And I think like, once again, super, you know, specific per person. But for the most part, science is science. And it's one of those things like, listen, we got to get rid yeah. of that stress in the body, bro. <laughs> I really do. And, you know, I think that's a big thing to keep telling people, you know, like after you work out, you got to have a little bit of carbs. And that really does. That helps me go to bed at night because I know I work out in the morning, but shortly after it's like, you just have to replenish all that, all those, all that glycogen mm-hmm. to get back at it to go the next day. Cause I do work out in the morning too. I think that's a, yeah. of course, a huge thing. You know, if you work out first thing in the morning, you work out last thing in the day, I think that's a huge thing too, but are you still working out like all the time in the gyms or what's going on? Have you gone back or no? No, nah, I'm just at home right now. Um, been doing this week, been more consistent, um, doing some vertical jump training now, trying to get nice. back into basketball shape and doing some ball handling and stuff like that. I had access to a hoop, but um, not any, not, not for the past week. So hopefully I'll be able to go back over there. Someone at my aunt's house got potentially exposed to COVID. Oh, really? Luckily, luckily it wasn't anything, but um i wasn't able to go over there for the past week like just just in case so um just been doing some ball handling stuff in my driveway trying to my handles were trash my entire career anyway so got got plenty got plenty to work on there um but it's been doing that some vertical jump stuff tossing some upper body stuff my brother and i might split um the cost on like a squat rack or something oh nice um kind of going on a home gym setup because i mean with the rising cases we don't even know like if yeah it's, if tough. it's just gonna get bad again and like if it does all the stuff sold out like so quickly so just want to be want to be prepared there i think uh facebook marketplace is a really good thing right now when people start coming oh yeah back, gonna be a lot of people like uh dumbbells for sale you know like <laughs> I think that's a huge thing too. It's like the running joke. Like, yeah. can't wait for this all be over and I can buy like the cheapest gym setup in the world and almost start a start your own home gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ. But we will see. We will see. But the, yeah, yeah. the, gym, the gyms are open by us. Um, I mean, no one has to wear, you know, a lot of gyms around here. Not the, obviously like the private gyms are open, but like the LA fitnesses and 24 hours, all that shit is closed, man. That corporate stuff, they don't even, they don't even have a date when they can open yet so yeah i would not go in those yeah yeah oh no no i go to a private i I go to a private facility like yeah it's key in key out it's clean as shit like that's where i go for sure you know but how's the weather over by you man it's uh it's good can't can't really ever complain about la weather to be honest um (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't. I don't miss living in the Midwest during the winter. That's right. right now, you were, you right now was probably north, nice, right? huh? Yeah, I was in St. Paul. So yeah, that's it bad. Was, it was it was cold as hell, bro. Dude, it was it was bad, but um, it was it was a cool experience though. I'm glad I experienced it. Um, would not want to live in that weather for the rest of my life if I can help it. But no way. Um, but yeah, weather out here looking good. It's a little windy outside, it looks like, but overall, can't definitely cannot complain. Yeah, it's always like that that hoodie weather, man. I hate you for it, bro. It's either like 60s here or 96. So you just get you don't know. And so you flip a coin, you walk yeah. outside, and you have to go back in and get dressed a different way. That's all it really is. <laughs> we really don't know what's going on over here in the Midwest. For sure. What's next with the Tommy Clark Nutrition, man? Where are you headed next? And uh, what are some new things that you're kind of coming up with, if any? A good question. I mean, I think my thing right now is just staying consistent with what I am doing because I mean, it's working. It's just a matter of just staying consistent with it. Like the YouTube channel is growing, just broke 200 subs. Good for you, man. Which is cool. I mean, I've been doing it for two and a half months now, so not not too bad in terms of of growth, just pretty steadily um, growing. So that's been cool to see. Probably going to get back a little bit more consistent and put more time into the podcast. Been doing it, but um, not as consistent as I would like to. By the time you're listening to this, it's probably gotten back on its feet. So definitely check that out. But um, get that going again. IG content, really just any social media content. Just keep plugging away with that. But I'm working on this kind of assessment or quiz to kind of help basketball players kind of pinpoint where their biggest weaknesses and where it comes when it comes to nutrition, recovery, training, stuff like that. So I'm not sure if that'll be out by the time this podcast airs. Um, it's, it's on this Sunday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it definitely won't be done by then, but that that's potentially coming uh, soon. And then, yeah. Oh, I got the Facebook group going too. So if you're a Hooper and you're looking for a place to ask nutrition questions and, and have some like, um, yeah, if you have questions about that stuff, I have a Facebook group as well, where I'm posting like exclusive content, doing interviews, live videos, all that cool stuff. So that would be what I have going on right now. Good. You're spending a lot of time in that private Facebook group. Is it paying off for you? Yeah. Yeah. Now I started that fairly recently too. I've done private Facebook groups in the past. Um, but I'm really excited about this one cause it's, it's all basketball players. Cool. So It'll be, it'll be really cool. I have about like 60 people in there right now. So nothing too crazy. Um, but it's definitely, definitely going in the right direction. And I'm super excited about that. I have a lot of really cool ideas for it going forward. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really neat, neat, neat uh, niche, man. I think you can really, you can really create some huge impact in there, man. So are you trying to go in there and like ask them what they want to do? Or are you trying to like, just like put your two cents in because you know, you've been there and you've done that type of thing. What do you mean? Uh, for your private Facebook group, like for the basketball group, you kind of going in there and being like, Hey, before, before games, I believe that this should be the, the right, you know? Oh yeah. I'll still know. like do some live videos, um, a couple Q and A's people have questions. So I'll usually like from the DMS I get and the messages I get, there's usually common themes like questions. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually address those in like a live video in the Facebook group or if anyone has specific questions or stuff like that. Um, I'll go in and answer them. But yeah, that's, that's what's going on in there. Cool, man. Have you thought about reaching out to any colleges or anything or high schools when this all blows over to maybe try to get into some uh, young, young teams to kind of do everyone's nutrition? Yeah. So um, high schools definitely have a couple in mind. I've been talking to, of course, it's tough with the whole COVID thing and like travel teams and stuff like that. Colleges are a little bit tough because they do look for the, the RD um, credentials. So don't have that yet. Although I would say I probably would do just as good of a job, if not 
better um, than, than many, but that's the conversation for a different time. Um, but nonetheless, that, that, that credential is needed oftentimes at the collegiate yeah. and uh, professional level in the team setting. Uh, I, with college athletes and pro athletes individually, it's not really as big of a thing. Like if you know what you're doing, you'll, you'll be good. And that's the good thing. Cause I know, like, I know my stuff. So I know if I get an athlete, like we'll be good. Um, so it's, it's definitely an interesting situation because you have teams like expecting you to have these credentials. Then you have this dude who's LeBron's trainer that is just talking like this. And it's like, what is like, what's going, what's going on here? Some, yeah, something just so doesn't, wild, something just doesn't add up. But, um, yeah, definitely in the team, working the team setting and doing like seminars and stuff like that. Um, definitely something I want to do for sure. Yeah. I think that's awesome, man. It's like the small group of athletes that I've worked with. It's just been overwhelmingly, oh, like, they're, they're it's so, amazing. They're so easy to work with. Yeah. I mean, like I was, I had 42 girls on the, on two different hockey teams for this, their past season. And it yeah. was like all those eyes just staring at you without even asking a question. You're like, what do you want me to do well, before a game, during the game? Okay. Carbs. Cool. I'm going to do that. How much? Cool. I'll do that. It's like, what? Yeah. what? Like, you're not questioning they're, what I'm they're, doing. They're used to, they're used to being coached. Like yeah, getting right. coached is not an issue for them. Like they have right. coaches for literally everything else. Now it's like, okay, cool. Nutrition coach. Makes yep. sense. It's not like Jen Popper. You got to convince them like, what's a nutrition coach? Like, what's well, a coach? It's tough. Like, man. No, one, no one tells me what to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm helping you. And that's the thing when it comes back to like what we do, it's like, we just want to help people. Like we just yeah. want to help you get better. Yeah. And even, even, even with hoopers though, there is a degree of skepticism as, as with any, yeah. any field. Cause like you get, most of the time when you're working with like the younger kids who like really are like hungry to get better, it's not an issue, but like with, with the higher level college guys and like the high level, the high level pro guys um, that are already like just freakishly talented. Yeah. Right. It, there definitely is that degree of like, all right, how much is this actually going to help me? So, right. and you'd be shocked, right? I've been working with a couple of very high level, like D1 recruits, like a couple of them were going to Kentucky this next year and Sweet. looking at their diet was just like, how are you doing this, eating this? It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. They're like just freaks. Um, yeah. <laughs> and somehow they're at that level in spite of like eating like one and a half meals per day and like having that one meal be Chick-fil-A. And it's just That's like, crazy. what? But yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool situation though. Cause it's like, how much better could you be if we yeah. do get this stuff dialed in? And it's definitely cool to see that buy-in start to um, take place. Cause yeah, I, I, I like communicate with their trainer as well. And it's like, yeah, like they're making sure they're eating more food, bringing a peanut butter jelly sandwich before you train. Like makes, making sure to get like everything in, um, like telling their teammates like, yo, that has a lot of sugar in it. Obviously we don't want to cut things out, but like still like the thought process of like actually thinking about that, it's cool to start to see that develop and, and guys and have that buy-in really start to happen. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Peanut butter and jelly, man. I like that. That's a, it's a little easy trick. Bro, right there's, there. a, there's an obsession with peanut butter and jelly in, in basketball. Is I it don't really? Know why? Yeah. It's, it's so weird. I don't understand. There was something with like Kevin Garnett a few years ago, like some segment he did on like TNT's halftime show or some shit, but I don't know where that obsession started with PB and J. Like there was this whole, there was this whole like story with the Golden State Warriors and they would have a PB before every, like going to every game, like every trip. And they had this like new strength coach or nutritionist or someone come in and say, like, Oh no, that's not healthy. We got to take it out. Like we got to 
uh, get like a, a more um, a better meal in, and the players are just like nah, like they they uh, they rioted and made sure the the um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich was was kept in there. So it's definitely a really weird situation. I don't understand. I mean, PB and J is obviously very good, but it's really interesting because um, out of all the all the foods that they could have, especially at that level, you could pretty much get anything made for you they want to so, <laughs> right right i don't know I bet those pb and j's are it's, fire though <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's super it's super interesting but it's 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 one of those things that you just can't really explain but it's it just is a thing at that at that level that would explain my obsession man maybe i was a hooper in my past lifetime i don't know about it because i can't think about peanut butter and jellies bro it's just i can't i can't fucking do it like you want to take something away from me to like have me lose weight it's like one of those like you can't eat peanut yeah. butter and jellies no more i'd be like yeah, you're not my nutrition coach anymore either. So how does that feel? I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty much what they did. Yeah, yeah, right. And we don't want you as our strength coach. He's like, never mind. You can, you can keep that. You can keep that. Yeah. I want to keep my million dollar contract with you guys. <laughs> That's great, Tommy. Thanks for coming on, man. Where can everybody find you? And what's your YouTube channel and all that good shit for the community? Yes, the best place to find my content, keep up with what I'm doing, is probably Instagram. I'm most active on there, and I also post on Twitter. Same handles: Instagram, T Clark Nutrition. And then I'm on Facebook too. The Facebook group is probably the best place to find me on Facebook. I, I post on Facebook, but honestly, like Facebook is just like kind of, I don't know. I don't really do much on there besides like the Facebook group. Um, and then in terms of the YouTube channel, if you type in T Clark Nutrition, my videos should pop up. If not, just look up Tommy Clark and that's, that's the channel name, my name. And let's see, the podcast is the Peak Performance Project here on Apple Apple on Spotify, really wherever you would listen to podcasts, odds are it's on there. If it's not, just message me and let me know and I'll figure that out. But those would be the best places to find me. I, I don't think I left anything out, but really any social media platform you're on, I'm probably on there. Even on TikTok, trying to get that going a little more. Just can't really get momentum going there for whatever reason. I just I don't it's not it's not really my vibe, but yeah, right. I'm working on it. We'll we'll get on that. I'm on LinkedIn now. So if you're on LinkedIn, hit me up on there. But really any, uh, any social media platforms, you, you can find me. Awesome, man. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, community. And like, once again, without you guys, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't do what we do. And without you guys, we probably wouldn't have a business. And without you guys, we wouldn't be coaches. So thank you, community. And Tommy, my man, thank you for your energy, dude. I really appreciate it, man. I love you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, dude. Peace out, man. Have a good rest of your day. Yes, sir.